you gotta have dedication. You gotta be motivated. You gotta have some passion. You most definitely gotta sacrifice. One of the most important things you gotta do is sacrifice. You most definitely gotta have faith. And on top of everything, if you persevere, you're going to always, always come out on top. The Tump Screen podcast is owned and made possible by Ethical Marketing Service. If your business is struggling with Google or Facebook ads, maybe you're frustrated figuring it out or there's a performance issue, Ethical Marketing Service has worked on hundreds of accounts and we can help in this area. We offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and for every direct account we look after, we sponsor a child in a developing nation with food, water and education. If you would like to find out if we can help, it's a free no salesy consultation call and the link is in the description. Enjoy the episode. Thomas Green here with Ethical Marketing Service. On the episode today, we have Ronnie Coleman. When Ronnie was a professional bodybuilder, he was a winner of the Mr. Olympia title for eight consecutive years. He is widely regarded as the greatest bodybuilder of all time and as the most dominant bodybuilding physique ever to grace the stage. Winner of 26 IFBB professional titles. He's also renowned for his combination of size, conditioning, and extremely heavy workouts, also making him the strongest bodybuilder and Mr. Olympia of all time. Ronnie, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it is my pleasure. What um, goes through your mind when you hear those words? Oh, uh, I, I was just thinking when you, you said that because uh, I've heard that uh, so many times now. <laughs> when, you, when I was going through, uh, I, I, I tell people that when I was winning all those uh, Olympia championships, I never really enjoyed them because I was always getting ready for the next one after I won one. So I didn't really start thinking about stuff, you know, until I kind of retired. Like, oh, wow, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> so it's it's real humbling uh, to hear it. And it's real kind of unbelievable to hear it, too. Well, it's actually slightly tweaked, (laughs) but it's um, it's lifted from Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is like an objective source, so they don't allow salesmanship (laughs) in Wikipedia. So that is that that stuff is factual. So I'm just interested to know how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah, I've never went to Wikipedia before, but. Uh, I, I I guess it must be true since I, I hear it a lot these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got um, the first question that I planned on asking you is a, is a real simple one. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. How do you become the best in the world at something? Well, I try to tell people you need a few principles in life to go by. Uh, the first one is... is um, Got to have a lot of determination, topped off with a little, a whole lot of motivation. You got to have passion for something. You got to have passion for it. The more passion you have, 
the more you're going to love it. And one of the most important things you got to do, you got to be able to sacrifice. If you can make sacrifices like no other person, you can be just about any kind of champion you really and truly want to be. And I always tell people, perseverance. If you can persevere at something, because there are always times where, at least with me, when I was coming up, there were a few times I kind of wanted to give up. And uh, I didn't I, I, I didn't have the motivation that I I thought I had. But I came around real real quick because I that, there was a whole lot of passion involved in what I was doing. So perseverance, motivation, determination, dedication. And I always gotta tell tell people also, if you gotta you got some faith in you, you could always, always succeed too. You have all these principles and you are able to hold on to all of them at one time. I think you can accomplish anything in life that you want to. Because not only did I apply all these principles to being Miss Olympia, I kind of applied them when I was in college too. I had to have all of these things because not only did I go to school, I also played football. So I had to have <laughs> a lot of motivation, a lot of determination, a lot of passion for what I was doing. And I had to make some, some real, real hard sacrifices. I mean, some of the hardest ones ever. <laughs> some of the ones that I thought that I that I couldn't even make, you know, like there were a lot of times that I wanted to go party. There a lot of times where I wanted to have a girlfriend to hang out with, but the, the sacrifices I made, uh, what got me through college, what got me through all those Olympia champions, even what got me through working full time for the police department. So I tell people, if you have all these principles, and you hold on to them wholeheartedly, you can do just about anything you want to in life. And that's reason, kind of reason why I was able to work full-time with the police department and full-time bodybuilding, because I had all those principles wrapped up in the one <laughs> at all times, too, at all times. Thank you for that. I think it's a great answer and uh, leads me nicely onto the next question which is, um, I read the book. Um, if you wouldn't mind confirming the title of the book, that would be great. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done. Yeah. Um, and towards yeah. the end of the book, um, I, uh, I stumbled on a, a, like a gem, really, which is uh, your rules for life, which I actually think could potentially be uh, its own book. So I kind of feel like there's <laughs> potential for, it, for a book by Ronnie Coleman on your rules for life. But the first yeah, one is open your eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I think it touches a little bit on, on the concept of luck, which not many people talk about who are great achievers. So what's your uh, oh, yeah. thoughts on number one, open your eyes? Yeah. Uh, it's one of, one of the biggest life lessons that, you know, pretty much had to 
uh, learning life, you know, open your eyes, you know, have a vision for what you want to do and what you want to be. Uh, luck is luck is probably maybe 10, 20 percent of it, but it's, it, it's, it's also a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. <laughs> And I, like I was saying earlier, you know, all those principles that I mentioned earlier, th th that also uh, becomes involved with it too. Well, thank you for that. And um, I think one of the things you mentioned is that if it, if it weren't for, um, you know, looking out for those lucky opportunities, you may not have been a, a bodybuilder at all, which is really interesting. Exactly. Number two is to be grateful. Any thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I've never took anything for granted. You know, I've always been real humble about everything. I've always uh, appreciated, you know, everything uh, that I, I've gotten in life because, uh, for the most part, you know, I, I've always had to work extremely hard for everything that I've gotten, from you know, graduating college, uh, moving to uh, Dallas from Louisiana. Coming out here, uh, finding a job when I didn't have one, and uh, <laughs> uh, worked at Domino's Pizza for two years, delivered newspapers for a couple of years there. <laughs> and uh, the, the lucky part about it is what I was talking about earlier. Open your eyes is uh, I got this job at the police department. Had it not been for that job at the police department, I never probably would have become a bodybuilder. So, you know, I always try to tell people, you know, be grateful for everything that you have in life because anything could be taken from you at any moment. You never know. You always got to realize how fortunate you are, you know, to have the things that you have. Why do you think um, that you're able to be grateful, but maybe some people might struggle to do that? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> working for the police department. Uh, some people are just, uh, think that, you know, they're owed certain things because, you know, of who they are. They are not grateful for the things that they have in life. Uh, like I said, uh, you, the, the thing that you have, they can be taken from you at, at, at any, any moment. You, you never know when something bad is going to happen to you. You know, you can just be riding down the street and something can fall out of the sky and, and hit you on the head. You can be riding down the street and a car across the lane and run head on into you. And all that you ever worked for in life, it, it's gone. And, and just that, Blinking of eye, blink of an eye. So anything bad can happen at any time, you know. So that's why, that's why I say I always be grateful for what you have. There's always somebody else out there that's doing a whole lot worse than you. Always. <laughs> no matter what you think. <laughs> there's always somebody doing a whole lot worse. Well, the next one I think is probably my favorite one and also something that I think I'd describe you as, which is number three is be relentless. What are your thoughts about that rule? 
I have a saying uh, when I was winning Olympia, if you always do what you always done, you'll always get what you always got. And I'm, what I'm pretty much saying is uh, I had this formula for winning the Olympia. And it, it wasn't nothing easy about it. It was it was hard. But I figured if I did it every single time that I got ready for a show, then, you know, I'd always get the same result. And for eight years, eight long years straight, it, 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 it happened that way. So I always say, be relentless about what you're doing when you're trying to accomplish a certain goal, or trying to achieve a certain goal, and you'll always achieve it. Thank you for that. And this next All one right. sort of reminds me of um, your, uh, when I watched the documentary, the, the first time you win Mr. Olympia, which is why well, I, I would like to talk to you about this separately, but rule number <laughs> four is to have passion. Yeah. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, that's one of my principles for being successful. <laughs> have passion. If you got passion for something, you kind of like never really work a day in your life. That's what I had when I was, you know, bodybuilding. That's what I had when I worked for the police department. I loved, I truly loved and looked forward to what I was doing each and every single day, I had a ton of passion for both of them, and uh, it made it that much easier. Even though, you know, what I was doing was kind of hard, difficult, and dangerous, <laughs> I still had a lot of passion for it, and I still look forward to doing it each and every single day because of that passion and that love that I had for, for doing it. And it for me, you know, it was like I wasn't working. I was doing what I loved to do. I had a lot of passion for it. So I loved doing what I was doing. That's what I mean by having passion. That's why I was able to do what I was able to do, too, because I had passion for doing both of them. Both of them at the same time, <laughs> even though both of them were extremely hard. <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing it. A lot of fun. You got any thoughts for people who maybe haven't found their passion? Any uh, Anything that springs to mind for you there? You know what? I try to tell anybody that, that will halfway listen to me, uh, God put us all here for a reason. Most of us we have a career and we have a calling. A career is something that you do, what you go to school for, pretty much, you know, you, you, you get out of school, you, you look forward to doing this job because that's your career. But your calling is something that you don't really think you can make money at it, at it because you have so much fun doing it. And, and it kind of, it kind of comes easy to you, but you still have to work hard at it. You still have to work hard because it's your calling, you, you know. And my career was working for the police department. My calling was being a bodybuilder. <laughs> but 
still, all in all, I had a lot of passion for doing both of them. And I truly feel that each and every single one of us have that purpose in life. We got a career and we got a calling. God did not put us here just for us to be here. We have a purpose. Everyone, all of us, no matter what it is, you know. We what have would you purpose. say your uh, your calling is now? Oh, oh, it, yeah, it's it's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a bodybuilder uh, for the most part. Uh, probably gonna be, you know, till till the day I die. You know, I'm still uh, going all over, traveling all over the world, doing seminars, doing you know, personal appearances and. Uh, taking tons of photos, signing millions of autographs. So I'm, I'm still a bodybuilder. <laughs> still doing my calling. <laughs> Ain't nothing Would you say changed. it's accurate that you're now sort of a mentor to other people so you can share your knowledge on that topic? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mentor, role model, you know, all that stuff source of inspiration because you know uh i truly enjoy doing what i do well that takes us nicely to the next one number five ronnie's rule number five work as hard as you can you have touched on um some of that already (laughs) but anything in addition uh it's it's kind of self-explanatory you gotta put like 110% 110% in just about everything you do I mean, when you're trying to achieve a certain goal. You got to work as hard as you possibly can every time you get a chance at it. Work as hard as you can and go as hard as you can and put 110% in it. And you will nine times out of 10 come out on top. Most most of the time, ten times out of ten, <laughs> I believe. Especially if you work hard enough. Hundred <laughs> percent in agreement. There is some, um, shall we say, work life balance um, opinions that are coming out at the moment in terms of you know whether or not there should be some. I know when I think of this topic, I think like if you're if you're obsessed with a goal that you're trying to meet then it's not really work. But there are some people who say that you shouldn't work too much because there's a work-life balance consideration. Have you got any thoughts around that topic? Uh, yeah, I truly believe that. But I, I think that, that pretty much goes for a lot of people that don't really enjoy what they do. There are some jobs out there <laughs> that you don't really enjoy. Like... Uh, when I worked for Domino's, I didn't really like doing that. I only did it because I had to. Uh, when I was throwing newspapers, I, I didn't, I didn't like that either. <laughs> I only did it because I had to. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, there are some jobs out there that, you know, you really don't want to work that much at. <laughs> but, uh, once you, find that job that you really and truly like, uh, I think you should work as hard as you can when you can 
And then when it's time, you know, for your breaks, you should uh, break as hard as you can while you can. <laughs> you don't want to work all the time. You got you to gotta have some break time in there for sure. So if it's your dream, work as hard as you can. If it's not your dream, maybe take some breaks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you should take break in both of them, I, I think, still. Uh, because, like you said, it ain't all good to work hard all the time. You gotta have you gotta have some break time in there in, in there too. And uh, I've I've always enjoyed my break time. <laughs> I always enjoyed that. So Ronnie's rule number six, something that you referenced already: keep your faith high. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've always kept my faith real high. I've always believed uh, in I, I was going to always succeed at anything I put my mind to because I've uh, always had faith in everything that I've done. You know, I've always had faith in, in everything was going to always just work out the way that it was supposed to, because if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then, you know, nine times out of 10, 10 or 10 times out of 10, the end result is going to be achieved if, you know, I believe in my mind and uh, I keep my faith that, you know, it's going to be done, it will be done. And it has always, always gotten done. Always. I've always achieved. I've always, uh, everything has always worked out for the best. My whole entire life. Because I believed it was going to work out. And it always has. Never wavered not one iota on my faith. Never. Well, the next one's really interesting. because. Um... It's about number seven is keeping a positive attitude. And I wonder yeah. um, in your answer, if you could cover maybe if that's possible to cultivate or you think it's something that you learned uh, in your upbringing. Yeah, I've, I've always had a positive attitude, just about everything I've always done, you know, uh, no, no matter what it was, if, if I was, the uh, doing it uh had this feeling and i've always kept the attitude that you know it was going to always work out for the best and and the reason why was you know it always did and i always stayed positive and i always kept my attitude positive toward everything i've always done because I've, I, I've always believed that if you stay positive about it, then it was going to always work out. And uh, it has always worked out because, like I said, I've always kept my attitude positive that it was going to work out. Well, the next one's a very pragmatic one, and I'm interested to know whether you're still doing it now. Number eight, oh. Ronnie's rules, <laughs> save your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always done that. I still have uh, what three retirement plans now. <laughs> Started when I 
when I, when I first started working for the police department, started, you know, saving money and uh, still doing it to this day. Still have all three of them saved to this day. So, yeah, I, 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 I still believe in that one, too. Still got you take all that three business of my principle over to your business as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my degree in accounting and uh yeah. <laughs> I have used it there for sure. <laughs> so I will always be all right <laughs> in that in that as- aspect of life. I've seen this one in your in your other interviews, shall we say, uh in, in prep for our conversation. It's number nine is stay humble. Yeah, yeah. I've always been who I've always been, you know, I've never changed from day one for the, for the most part, you know, I've always just seen myself as just a normal guy, regular guy, just like each and everybody else. Uh, I always tell people I'm regular guy, normal guy. I'm just a little bit bigger. That's all it is to it. (laughs) Ain't no difference between me and you. We're all the same in this world. <laughs> yep, we're all the same. The last one, and I've also noticed this in your conversations as well, is number 10 is have fun. And um, some of those uh, videos on YouTube where you're um, throwing away around heavyweight and you're doing your, uh, your affirmations, uh, I can see you having a lot of fun there. Any thoughts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've always believed... And uh, having fun, because like I said, if you got passion for something, you got to have fun with it, no matter what it is, you know. (laughs) If you're having fun with it, that means you're enjoying yourself. And what who who wants to be doing uh, things in life where they're not enjoying themselves and not having fun? Because I believe that's what life is all about, enjoying yourself and having fun, (laughs) you know. Well, um, you've, re- you've referenced dominoes a couple of times in your answers. And um, I wanted to yeah. <laughs> ask you about the extremes of maybe taking a job at Domino's because they're willing to give you free pizza because you're hard up for cash. And then the other extreme is Mr. Olympia being the best in the world at something where people want to give you money for various different reasons. What do you think about those two extremes going from one to the other? Oh, yeah, you know, there was a need for uh, both of those extremes <laughs> at the time that I was doing them. <laughs> when I was working at Domino, I really couldn't afford to buy food, you know, so I had to eat, eat pizza for a living. Uh, most of my money went to paying all the bills, like car note, insurance, rent, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, phone bill, and uh, I, I just didn't have a lot of money to buy food with. So, you know, I ate pizza, and uh, when I got tired of eating pizza, I called Burger King, asked them if they were tired of eating hamburgers, and they were like, yeah, so I'm like, well, let's trade. <laughs> when I got tired of eating burgers, I called Kentucky Fried Chicken, asked them the same question, and I trade with them, so... You know, you just got to find there's a will, whatever the will, there's a way <laughs> to survive. And uh, that was my way of survival. You know, eating pizza, hamburgers, 
fried chicken <laughs> and uh, tacos because <laughs> Taco Bell was in that food court too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know how to survive. I, I'm a survival. That's how uh, how you make it in, in, in life. <laughs> Survive. Quite an entrepreneurial <laughs> trait to uh, to go trade with people. I reckon not many people thought of that. Yeah, it wasn't that hard for me to figure it out. Because <laughs> I did get tired of eating pizza. And that's probably why I don't eat it today anyway, uh, in, in, anymore. Because I ate so much back then. <laughs> uh, for sure, I did. I probably hadn't had Domino's since, that, since, since uh, I worked there either. <laughs> I always had to get another brand <laughs> besides that. I ate way too much, way too much. But two years uh, uh, eating, eating the same thing just about every day will do that to you, though. <laughs> At least it did to me. <laughs> well, the, um, the yeah buddies and the, the phrases in the, um, in the gym to, uh, to get you to lift the heavy weights, um, I'm kind of interested to know whether you've used that in other areas of your life and whether you think that there's crossover. So if I started saying, you know, yeah, buddy, when I'm about to take on a business, um, I don't know, a task or something, something is that going to help? Yeah, you, yeah. Do you think? <laughs> I have, I said it some other, a couple other times before. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I can't think of, Nothing, you know, uh, a particular reason why I would say it, but, you know, if somebody asks me a question that's real simple, yeah, I might just say, you know, yeah, buddy, you know, just to answer that question, <laughs> but not, you know, yell it at them <laughs> like I do in the gym. So do you reckon that there's some, some crossover to be had for other people? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> But not not too many of the the mother phrases though. But you know, for, for sure, for on the year on the year, buddy though. Ain't too many ain't too many times you gonna say uh, ain't nothing but a peanut. <laughs> yeah. I ain't nothing to it but to do it. No, well, that's actually the the next thing I'm going to ask you about, and it's a quote from the book and what it means to you. Nothing to it but to do it. Yeah, I say that quite a bit too. Um, uh, because, you know, it, it kind of makes it, uh, easier, easier to do. Ain't nothing to it, but to do it, you know, <laughs> Cause it, if you want to get things done, that's the way to go about doing them. <laughs> Ain't nothing to it, but to do it. Have you got any thoughts on goals? For the most part. I've always set goals that I knew for a fact that I could accomplish. So I always try to set, tell people to set goals that, you know, are high, but set them where you know if you put your all into it that you can accomplish it. Like, you know, for me, I ain't, I'm, I, I'll never set a goal. Uh, have to be a politician or something like that. Uh, that ain't something that I'm re really trying to accomplish. I really want to accomplish, even though I've had people that 
try to tell me to do that, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> that ain't one that uh, I don't think I want to accomplish. Uh, one that I'm going to put a whole lot into trying to accomplish. Because, you know, it's just not what I want to do. You, you got to set goals that, you know, something that you really want to do, you got a lot of passion for it, you know, set those types of goals. Have you got any thoughts on maybe um, making goals that are slightly out of your reach versus making goals which are more easily achievable? Yeah, uh, my thing is set goals that are within your reach. <laughs> that way you are not likely to be too disappointed when you don't achieve them. <laughs> Because most of all the goals that I've set, I've achieved all of them, you know, uh, because these are goals that I know that I can reach. I know I'm going to have a lot of passion behind uh, achieving them. So I've always tried to set goals that I know that I can reach for a fact, not the unreachable ones. Uh, Ain't, ain't a really a whole lot of success behind those types of goals, I don't think. Any goals you got at the moment? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I'm getting ready to, I got some things that I'm working on right now. Like, uh, I'm trying to be one of the first bodybuilders to come out with a, uh, like a, Natural wine, uh, natural wine, uh, one with, you know, low in carbs, low in calories, something like that. Uh, uh, so I want to be one of the first ones to do something like that. So I'm working on that right there that as we speak right now. Coming out with a wine that's, you know, that's good for you. <laughs> I'll say. And when do you reckon that's, uh, that's going to be available to the public? Oh, as soon as I go through the taste test, because in order for something to be good, it's got to taste good. So as soon as I finish the taste test, I think I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have it wrapped up. Probably within about another six months, I'll say. It's going to take at least that long, you know, to taste, go through all these taste tests. Because you just don't want to make something that's, you know, that's good for you that don't taste good. <laughs> if you want something to, you want something to be good for you, you want it to taste good too. So that's what that's so that's that's what I'm in that's what I'm in, that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. Are you gonna be sneaking some extra protein into your wine? <laughs> if I can, if I get it to taste good, yeah. <laughs> it's all about taste too, so yeah, so for sure, if I can get protein in there and make it taste good, yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. <laughs> we'll we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Next one um, is inspired by the book, and that is um, "Victories aren't always something good." That's a quote from the book uh, because um, losing can be will teach you more than perhaps winning will. So, your thoughts on on losing? 
Yeah, yeah. I say that because I lost a lot coming up. I lost a lot of time. And uh, it made me appreciate winning that much more. And then uh, sometimes you have to lose in order to know when to quit. <laughs> so that's when I say losing is probably uh, good for you when it's, it's time to give it up, you know, because there's, there's a time limit on everything that you do. Everything. <laughs> so losing at the end, it probably wasn't that bad for me because it was time to give it up. Time passed, passed by and I had my, my good days and it was time to let somebody else uh, have it. It was somebody well, the, else. The follow-up to this is about your thoughts on giving up, but I think um, the timeline here is actually before you won rather than at the end of your career. Uh, and the, the quote, I think, mm -hmm. that um, you said was, I don't think this is for me and I'm, I'm done with this bodybuilding stuff was, um, I think, what you said. And the, uh, yeah, the context yeah. Yeah. is for other people. So maybe someone is thinking about giving up right now. What do you tell them? Yeah, you know what? That that that, that goes back to perseverance. Uh, I, I said that in uh, 1997. Uh, after I went back to my room, got off stage, you know, uh, I've been bodybuilding for about seven years, eight years at that time. And uh, I didn't like the way things were going, you know. I was getting beat by people that I, thought would never be able to beat me. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe this bodybuilding thing ain't for me. It's time to get this up. <laughs> and then I said to myself, wait a minute. I can't quit bodybuilding. I got a free membership to the gym. <laughs> I lose my free membership to the gym if I quit. So that's out of the question. <laughs> Didn't want to lose that for nothing. Some people may refer to that as a reason why, having a bigger reason why you're doing something. Exactly. And that's what I did. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but also, you know, I, 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 that was uh, one of those moments where in life you have to rethink things and reconsider things and you just have to persevere, keep going. The next one, um, I, I speak to a lot of business people and sometimes uh, when they've created businesses, I ask them about the first client that they've got or the first customer. And um, so I'm, I want to ask you, it might be a big ask because it's, it's a while ago, but I wanted to ask you about your first professional bodybuilding competition is becoming Mr. Texas and whether you'd be, be able to tell that story for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... That's the reason why I got into bodybuilding. Uh, guy uh, who uh, owned the gym uh, saw me and saw how big I was. And he tried for like four or five days to get me to do bodybuilding. And uh, I always told him no. And 
he finally hit me with, I give you this free membership to the gym as you completed that show coming up. It's uh, it's about three months, about three, four months away. And he's like, I teach you how to pose and everything. Get this free membership. All you got to do is just do this show. And that show was Mr. Texas. And I'm like, oh, man, you probably should have led with the free membership. I, I probably was, I, I probably said, yeah, to bodybuilding a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I remember doing that show and and uh it was like the most fun I had ever had, you know, being on my stage. And I'm like, okay, this bodybuilding thing, this is a lot of fun. And to have a free membership to do it too, this is probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. <laughs> so yeah, that that that's what that was all about. Do you remember being nervous being the first competition? Nope. No, no. I wasn't nervous because I was having so much fun and enjoying myself up on stage. So, you know, I and I had pretty much worked real hard on the diet and, uh, you know, trained to get ready for it. So it was time to have a little fun. You know, I, I had never done nothing like that in my life before. So I said to myself, I'm going to enjoy myself. I am not nervous. I'm not scared. This is going to be a lot of fun for me. Because <laughs> I worked too hard to get here, to come here, you know, and to do this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun and enjoy myself. And that's exactly what I did. So there was never any nervous time. Is it down as one of your, I don't know, significant moments in your career, given it was the first one? Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably, it, it, it's, it's probably up there. But not as up there as winning my first Miss Olympia, though. <laughs> it, it, nothing compares to that. Nothing ever will compare to that. <laughs> but that was a moment in time that will never, ever be produced again or thought of again or duplicated again or compared to anything again. There's one principle that I wanted to pick up on, which I haven't heard anyone else ask you about. And that is once you had one, you went to go on and you won many more after your first one, like we covered. Yeah. yeah. Your reason yeah. for improving was because you didn't want other people to catch you. And there is a exactly. <laughs> something in business and maybe in uh, bodybuilding as well, where if you win, you've achieved your goal. And you're not as hungry as you once were because you've achieved what you were trying to achieve. But you went the other way. You were like, well, I'm going to keep getting better and better. And the, the question is around why. Why did you want to continue winning after you'd won Mr. Mr. Olympia? Because I had so much fun winning the first one. And uh, it was such a, a a big moment in life for me, you know, to win something so big and so monumental and so, uh, well, what can I say? Self-deserving, you know, because of all the hard work and dedication that went in into winning that first one that, uh, I, I, I just couldn't see, you know, doing that again and not winning again because, you know, I had worked so hard to get there and so hard to win that 
that, you know, I wanted to win it over and over and as many times as possible <laughs> because of all the hard work and dedication that went into it. And of course, you know, I was enjoying, I was enjoying, you know, the perks that came along with the title also. <laughs> that was the most important reason why. <laughs> the money. <laughs> so what would you say to someone who worked for, I don't know, let's say 20 years and they sold their business and they're depressed. So they've achieved everything they want and now they're no longer who they, they previously were. What would you say to that person? Oh, mm. I, I had to say to them that they don't know how lucky they are and how fortunate they are <laughs> because to work for so long and be the still sell something and make a profit at it. Uh, don't get no better than that. <laughs> don't get no better than that. That's what you pretty much set out. To, hopefully that's what you set out to do in the first place. You know, uh, if you didn't, then, uh, uh, you, you went about it the wrong way. <laughs> that's all I can say. You went about it the wrong way. Well, um, we, we talked about the, the first win, first Olympia win. And um, it's one of those big moments where it's the, you know, almost collapsing on stage after you, after you won. I've heard you say yeah. that you, you don't remember much after it. But the question is, what do no. you remember about those, those moments before and after? What do you remember? Well, I don't remember too much of nothing after I won. I I, I didn't remember anything until uh, my girlfriend came on stage and helped me up. That's when, you know, I, my memory came back to me pretty much. But I guess I was just in such an emotional state. You know, it's almost like you kind of faint. You know, you kind of lose consciousness for a minute or two or three or four or whatever, however long I was down there. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I lost consciousness for a minute there. And, uh, and I, like I said, I didn't come to until, uh, I was hipped up, got back on my feet. But as long as I was off my feet, <laughs> uh, I was out of it. I was totally out and. I guess a week at the same time. <laughs> if that's a, if that's such a thing, well, it had to be because that's what happened to me. <laughs> then the sure. um, the documentary. There's this one interesting thing I want to ask you about, and it is um, they make it look like when you went and asked Kevin for help, and he told you about the the tip of the vodka tip. Um, it, it's sort of like did. Did some of the people, your colleagues, did they help themselves out of um, money in a way in, in the Olympia competition? And, you know, they, I, my opinion is that you were going to win eventually just because of the fact that you're talented and your, your work ethic. But at the same time, they could have delayed it a little bit by maybe keeping it more secretive. And your thoughts basically on helping your competitors. Any thoughts there? Uh, I didn't really help them. They helped me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, that, that, that's the way, uh, you know, some people are, I guess. It, it probably has a lot of the way to do with they, 
with, with how they were raised. I, I think, you know, at the time that we came up, you know, that's just the way we were raised, you know, to help each other out. Because, you know, I would have done the same thing uh, had, had it been them coming to me. So uh, I think, Jake, you know, in the era that we were born in, in the era that we were raised, that's just the way it was, you know, back in those days. So it's more of a, an emphasis on character than the outcome of the competition. Yeah. Is that fair? Exactly. Exactly. That's okay. what it. That is it. That is it for sure. Well, I've got a. Um, I mean, I, I, my personal feeling is that you've already provided this in the episode, so we could kind of cycle back and go over it. But I wanted to um, ask for a speech from you on if you could speak directly to someone who is trying to achieve their dreams at the moment, they're struggling, what would Ronnie say to that person who is in the place where you were, where you were trying the best you could, but you were struggling, what would you say? Well, I'd uh, offer my, what, five, six principles for success, pretty much what I've already went over. <sighs> you got to have dedication. You got to be motivated. You got to have some passion. You most definitely got to sacrifice. One of the most important things you got to do is sacrifice. You most definitely got to have faith. And on top of everything, if you persevere, you're going to always always come out on top and you're going to always be successful if you persevere through it all because that is the that is most definitely the key because had i quit in 1997 <laughs> like i did in my mind for about two minutes three minutes <laughs> i wouldn't have persevered and i wouldn't have been mr olympia that next year <laughs> And I wouldn't have never had this, this success that I have had today. <laughs> so that's what I would most definitely tell someone about achieving goals and accomplishing goals and being successful in life. Thank you for that. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, uh, that... Uh, what you uh, said uh, when you uh, first introduced me, worked hard at it, was one of, one of the best at it, and one of the greatest at it, pretty much, because I worked extremely hard, <laughs> if I have to say so myself. I worked so hard that I can't believe how hard I work sometimes, <laughs> especially at this age. <laughs> I'm getting on up there, and, and time has really passed me by. And uh, it's kind of hard to believe I, I live this long because it really hadn't seemed that long to me. 58 years can go by like almost in a blink of an eye now. At least it has to me. <laughs> well, I tell you, 
it seemed like uh, just, what, two or three years ago, I was winning, you know, the Olympia. But in actuality, that was about 20 years ago, (laughs) 20-something years ago, actually. I won the first one in 98, you know. (laughs) That was like 22 years ago now. Man, time flies. It really and truly does. Well, you've been keeping busy with your business, if I'm not mistaken. And as far as I'm aware, no one has actually asked you about the story of your business. So, um, you know, when when does that start and how how does that look for you when you first start your business? Well, we started out pretty good, to be honest with you. Uh, Our first year, you know, we did about about four million in sales. So uh, I started in 2011. And I started it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't sell in the U.S. for a couple of years because bodybuilding is real big internationally. So we started international over in, in Europe and slowly worked our way here to the U.S. About two years later, two or three years later, and uh, we're steadily building it each and every single day now. We uh, just recently got into GNC. So uh, we are working on like Walmart, Target right now as we speak, and and some of the other vitamin stores too. Uh, so you know we we steadily steadily building it up each and every single day now, slowly but surely, slowly and surely. What would you say um, the biggest challenge of your business has been? Uh, probably getting in stores like GNC, you know, Walmart, Target, uh, all the all the other all the other vitamin stores out there. That that's 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 the hardest thing to do. Because uh, it's been a long time now. It's, We've been, it's been 11 years now, and uh, we're still grinding, trying to get into all those places. And uh, we're getting there real slow, but we're getting there, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> we're getting there. Maybe your biggest wins? Uh, probably GNC. Then uh, we got Amazon. And uh, now we are working on Walmart and Target. So I, I, I think the biggest win will be once we hit Walmart and Target and those those uh, major chains like that. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people who uh, have seen your story have um, watched the documentary on Netflix. What do you think of it? Uh, I, it it came out uh, real good. I mean, it was like that was 2017, so that was like five years ago. So, I mean, it's probably getting kind of old now. Probably time to do another one, <laughs> an update to that one because that was so long ago now. But it, it it did come out pretty good, and uh, when it first came out, you know, it was pretty big at the time. Uh, I mean, real big. Uh, I had some major success going on when it first came out you know the company grew uh i grew got bigger got more notoriety 
So, like I said, uh, it's probably time to do another one. <laughs> like that, that one is out of date. The kids have got so much bigger now, <laughs> so much bigger. Well, I've been waiting, and um, no one has approached me about um, creating a song about me. So I'm just wondering, you know, how does that happen? How do you get a song dedicated to you? Oh, I don't have that yet. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working on that too. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. You know, I mean, that was that was something did. Uh, uh, I think we did that uh, one one song about about a year ago. That uh, we, you know, we we did it ourselves though. It, it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't their idea. It was our idea. <laughs> ah, okay. So we hadn't got to the to the stage where it was somebody else's idea yet. Well, I, I did go on um, <laughs> on repeat for me. I put it on repeat after watching the documentary, so it was a successful, oh, yeah. <laughs> successful song for sure. Hell yeah! Oh, uh, I uh, yeah yeah yeah. I, I I ain't got that far yet, but hopefully one day I'll get there. Where's my where's their idea, not mine? <laughs> Ronnie, um, have you got any closing thoughts for us today? Uh, no, because it 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 just be repetitive. <laughs> Some of my thoughts I've always already said, uh, uh, what two or three times already. So, uh, mine are still the same, you know. But I I do get asked this question a lot. Uh, how do I go about, uh, you know? getting into bodybuilding and learning about, you know, nutrition and working out. I always tell people, well, he's a way to do that. It's the way I did it. Uh, I had a, a, a mentor or I had a trainer and I had, and I had a nutrition nutritionist that, uh, you know, that taught me all this stuff because, I didn't know anything about bodybuilding when I got into it. I didn't know anything about nutrition when I got into it. I had people that, you know, taught me all of this stuff. So I always try to tell people, just just find somebody who's very knowledgeable about training, very knowledgeable about nutrition, and learn as much as you possibly can from them and take it from there. Okay. That's well, how you um, do it. Thank you for being a great guest today. If people want to follow you or um, buy one of your products, where do they go? Uh, I got my website, RonnieColeman.net, Instagram, RonnieColeman8. You know, you can pretty much get everything there for sure. <laughs> okay. Ronnie, thank you very much. Oh, no problem. Pleasure has been all mine. Thank you for having me, like I said.